Man, I can't believe that happened. Yeah, that, man, that was crazy. Oh, okay, okay. Here, here's the next customer. Yeah. Hey, man, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. Where you come from? I'm just down the street. Good, man. Can I grab your ID from you? Uh, yeah, sure. Perfect, thank you. you anything to drink tonight? Uh, no, not right now. Nothing? No. Nope. No pre-drinking? No. Nope. Nothing to eat? No. Nope. You weren't eating anything? I mean, I, had a, I grabbed a bite earlier. What'd you have? I had a burger. How long ago was that? An hour ago. An hour ago. Nothing to drink? No. Alright, man. Have a good night. Go on in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How old are you? Uh, 18, 19. Ah, interesting. Get out of here. <laughs> and welcome to our next episode. So this is Mandeep. I got Jeff. And we got a special guest today. Yes, sir. We got Devin. Devin, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you guys? Wonderful. Wonderful. Good to be here. Thank you for coming. You know, this is going to be great. So, so this will be our fourth episode now. Um, and uh, so welcome. You know, it's, uh, it's very interesting. So our show basically is about talking about everything we do A to Z about being security guards and bouncers, as a lot of people like to call us. Were we and security? We were, we were security. Yeah. Uh, Past life. Maybe when you first started? I don't know when you first started you may have been a bouncer I know when I first started I was more of the bouncer and then that kind of that started passing a lot especially when like security licenses came out yeah that's yeah. when the things really started having to take a turn and you couldn't punch people as much or as hard for doing as little as some people did sometimes that's I started true. without a license yeah fair so let's start at the beginning so where is the first place you worked as security? First place I worked was Flying Dog. As security? As security, yeah. Okay. You started without a license. And I started without a license. When did when did you start that? Oh, that would take me some thinking to do. Yeah. Your licenses it's when started? Bubba started. So like back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Licenses were a thing. I got hired without a license. Okay, so you just didn't have it yet. I didn't have it. Okay. But I think when you got hired it wasn't mandatory. Or was Not yet. It? it was a couple months later, it was mandatory. Gotcha. But I was hired with intent of getting a license. Okay. Oh, well, that's when like Bubba was running the, the security yeah. courses? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was one of Bubba's first hires mm. when he took over for the, the past manager. Okay. For Adam. Gotcha. And, okay, so when you started, as is in your first security role, what what did you do? Yeah, so my first role would have been standing at one of the risers, which are stairs. Yeah. We had a few different stairs around the, the perimeter of our dance floor. Okay. So for probably the first couple months, I was standing on a, like the top stair, just looking out over the crowd, seeing what I could see, and then radioing in to the Alpha team or the Bravo team. It was, was it Alpha? There's Bravo. Yeah. What was the second team? India. 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 Teams, yeah. yeah. Me, me and Craig were just the alpha. <laughs> <laughs> we made that one up ourselves. <laughs> but anyways, I'd radio you guys in to come deal with all the things that I see. Okay. And that was my job. While you're standing over and one looking down girls' tops. Can't confirm what I did or did <laughs> not see. <laughs> okay. So how, how long are you going to rise for? Oh, like I said before, it was a couple months for sure. Yeah. So I'd float between the riser, like the, the stairs, yeah, and then out to the smoking pit. Oh, okay. It'd be 
between those two spots. All right. So when when you started at was it Flying Dog or the Rep? Both technically. So you'd switch between like depending on what busy night or whatever. Yeah, I also worked Thursdays. Salsa night. At yep. Salsa night for the first little bit. Yeah. And then was off that for a couple years before I. Fast forward in the future, I started taking over the front door, so then yeah. I'd do Thursdays again. Gotcha. But Thursdays used to also be a lot busier, so we used to have more numbers. Yes, and, yeah, back in the day it was a lot busier. It was a different vibe to the club back then, yeah. right? Especially each night, each night would be like <clears throat> distinctly different. Mm -hmm. You knew Friday, when you started uh, so the, working at the Revolution, what type of night was it? Was it like a hip hop night or just like the EDM nights and it was transitioned to? There's a radio host. That's all I can remember. So like the Adele. beat was there, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adele okay. tag teamed up <laughs> up in the uh, top lot. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, so that was like when it was really busy. Oh, yeah, like, it was super busy. Yeah. Lineups at 10 o'clock, you name it, like not getting in until past 11 type deal. Sometimes till midnight we're Sometimes still trying to get midnight. people in. The line would wrap up to the hill. Oh yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Full contingent of security. When you started, there was probably, we had like a huge team of security. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very close to like 50. 50 guards between the two places. Between the two places, close to that for sure. Yeah. And, and then once you got closer to the end, we had a dozen? Fifteen? On Maybe a good night. on a good night. Yeah. yeah. I remember like one six on a, the worst nights. Yeah, one night there was six of us total. I remember that. That was a horrible night. Yeah. It was Devin and I running back and forth the yeah. whole night. Yeah, I remember one like, person on the door, one person on the smoke pit. Yeah. Me and Deep and myself as managers running around, one person on the bathroom, and one person alone on the flying dog side yeah is how it would have been yeah nights like that like especially at dallas it like makes your stomach sink like you always get that feeling of something bad's gonna happen yeah and like i don't got enough people to deal with it and it's just gonna be us standing there with our thumb up our ass waiting waiting for someone else to show up and waiting for the cops to come help yeah well you, you look at the security list and you start with 15 you're like, okay, we can spread it out, we can do it. And then suddenly you're running at 12, and then the next weekend you're at 10. Like, how to yeah. figure that out. Mm -hmm. But also, at the same time, um, as like our security numbers were going down, but like also the patron customers, they were going down as well. It wasn't like, it's not like we had 1,500 people and only six of us. Yeah, it, it was like, that's true. She dwindled down. Yeah, you still had the same. 100, but still, it's hard. 100, 120 people in there. Yeah. For 10 guys, it's still a lot to deal with. And the size oh, of the venue never changed. Yeah. That's the square true. footage per guard changed quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay, so, so you started on Riser, then what did you end up doing? So I went to Smoke Pit, went there for a couple months. Yeah. Put my time in there. And then I went to Old Smoke, which was the door leading out to the parking lot. That would, the only job I had to do was watch the food bar 
and open the door when the Indian Bravo teams had to come in. Had to come in or go out. Yeah. yeah. That was my only job. Couldn't leave that door. It was an important door. It was an important door. Yeah, I remember being on that door after I blew my knee out for a few weeks. That was yeah. boring as hell. There's really not too much to do there. There was an ATM kind of mm -hmm. oh, to yeah, the left yeah. of the door. You could see the food bar and you could see the one side of the one busy bar, but it wasn't the yeah. busy side. Yeah. When you when you were there, was that after they made all the VIP booths as well? Remember along the side, right beside that door, there's two VIP yeah, booths yeah. as well. Yeah, I was there before that. Before that, and yeah. after. Okay. Um, okay, so let's talk about the smoke pit. I know that's one that we haven't talked about. Yeah. What What's important to know about the smoke pit at any bar, just in general? Well, I know for ours, like some uh, smoke pits have licenses yeah. for alcohol to be on the in the smoke pit. Ours did not. Yeah. So part of the job was standing at the door, making sure no drinks left the, the bar. And then trying to figure out if that person who was trying to come back in through the smoke pit had actually left from the bar. So yeah. looking to see that they weren't sneaking around the Jump. sides of the building or jumping, the, jumping fence. the fence. Yeah. Any kind of tricky stuff like that. Anyone there who, who had the balls to jump over the fence, like all the power to them because there was barbed wire on the fence. It was... Yeah, but it didn't stop people. No. I remember going one time with Craig around like the far side of by the parking lot. Yeah. And there was a guy whose ankle was caught in it. He, he went Just up. Dangling? Yeah. <laughs> well, not dangling, but like he was, he held himself up. He was trying to rip his pants so that he could get out. We come around the corner and we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, yo, you guys gotta help me. Yeah, it'll help you. And then we just picked him up and like threw him over the other side. And then his shoe popped off and we hucked it back at him. See, that's, that's just being nice. We're helpful like that. Yeah, a good Samaritan award. You should get that. <laughs> yeah. Had nothing to do with the fact that he fell like 10 feet from the top of the fence. Yeah. Natural consequences. Hey. Shit happens when you party naked. You know what? Yeah. So... Okay, so how long did you work at that mark? So at that point, like having been thinking, I started just after Halloween. So it was the weekend after Halloween. Oh, you missed a good one. So I, yeah, I heard all the <laughs> stories of the things that happened at the prior Halloween blowout, crazy parties and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I would have been at Smoke Pit from maybe February until mid-March. Okay. Possibly. From then? And then from there, I actually went back to Old Smoke, and that's where I have a story. Alright. Okay. Let's hear this one. So, I'm back at Old Smoke, just kind of manning the door, looking or listening for that knock on the door from the teams that need to come in and out. Yeah. Or from a staff that needs to come in from having their smoke. Yeah. Because that's where our staff took their smokes. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just waiting, hanging out, listening to the music, and I see our boss, like our main boss, the hmm. head honcho, I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He was coming out of the back room and he was talking to some random person, and it kind of looked like they knew each other a little bit, kind of didn't. I kind of looked in that direction a little bit, kind of kept an eye on what 
our boss was doing. Yeah. And I look away for a quick second, do a quick glance across to the bar and look back and our boss is shoving this person kind of further towards the exit or toward, like towards me, towards the exit. Yeah, yeah. And it's about that point where I kind of just almost black out. Like there's a kind of feeling like yeah, yeah. Once you get into a situation, like that your body kind of takes over. pump. Yeah. So that happened, and I pinned the guy's arms to his side and picked him up behind him and bear hugged him. Yeah. And went backwards out of the door, out of the old smoke door, put this person on the ground, and behind me comes our boss and just, he's trying to feed him shots a little bit. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how they got into it or what was going on there, but I just remember that was kind of the time I got noticed by the higher-ups. Yeah. Which boss was this? This was Gary. Oh, so why didn't you just say Gary? Yeah, he, he knows. He knows what he's <laughs> doing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of this. I'm like, James is doing this? No, Bubba? I, I don't know. No. Like, it sounds like a Gary thing, but yeah. Okay. You know what? So actually thinking about that door, um, when I first started, um, they put me on that door for a little bit as well. And it was probably getting closer to the end of the night and then all of a sudden i hear like a scream and this like asian guy just out of nowhere comes running and the thing about there as well we had those white shirts mm -hmm. right yeah so we white dress shirts white dress shirts that were horrible to work in but so that he comes and runs past me busts the door open pushes me and just runs out and then takes off and then, uh, then the other guys, like the Bravo team at the time, comes and like, where'd that guy go? I was like, I don't know, he ran out the door. They're like, why didn't you stop him? I was like, I tried, but like, he pushed by me. And I was like, he's leaving anyways. Mm -hmm. yeah. Usually our job is not to so stop keep, from keep them inside. We're <laughs> yeah. not forcefully confining people inside here. So like, then he's like, well, we needed to keep him in here. And I was like, why? And I looked down and through my shirt, it was blood everywhere. And I was like, oh. He's like, we need we need to know where that guy went. I was like, well, he went down, like he ran out. I don't know. And then I was like, I don't understand why my shirt's all covered. Then I found out that he had actually just stabbed somebody inside the club. So he had stabbed somebody, got a knife in there, stabbed somebody, and then that's why he was on the run. So he, that guy actually took off to Edmonton when they caught him there. It's quite the, the jog. Yeah. Michael, <laughs> Michael Fox going on? Like, what's going on? Terry Something. Terry Fox, whatever. I was going to say, Michael Fox is a different guy. Terry Fox is a guy. It's his brother. Michael J. Fox, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so, that was pretty interesting. And this is, like, one of my first, like, first months there. It's quite, the, like, the intro to it. It's like, ah, oh, someone just got stabbed. I think I'm going to stay here for yeah. another seven years. This is this is this my, is this is home now. This is me. This I'm okay. Is this is okay. Everything around you on fire. This is nice. This is nice. <laughs> yeah. So so that's my story from that door. So I'm glad that we all have one. You have from hurting yourself. You have one by protecting Gary. <laughs> I think we all have some from protecting Gary, but it's usually protecting Gary from Gary. Yeah, he always made questionable decisions or did something ridiculous and we always had to help him. Always said some dumb shit where it's like, I can't say stuff like this. Why should you be yeah. able to? And then I, I became a manager and I started saying stuff like that. You're like, oh yeah, now I can. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I know, so speaking of questionable things that he used to say, one 
Um, this is like the first time I got put onto an India team. And then Gary, so there's a, a group of, of black guys. They're just like, I don't know where they came from. Why they be black? Why couldn't they just be a group of guys? Because uh, this is how the story works. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. So there's a group of black guys. Let's picture purple. Yeah. <laughs> One of them could have been. But, um, you know, so so they're all there and then they ordered champagne. So they ordered that bucket of champagne. Mm. It was like the $12 bottle that they paid like 50 bucks for. Yeah, One of our girls comes over. Yeah, yeah so they put it onto the bar. You think you're being a baller for ordering some champagne? The $12. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, great. It's like, whatever. I didn't care. I was like, you, you do whatever. Then the one guy, he had it in his hand and he was just like drinking directly yeah. out of the bottle instead of out of one of the champagne flutes. And Gary walks by and he's like looking and he was just appalled that these guys are just drinking straight. And I was like, it's not like it's fancy stuff. It doesn't make a difference. It's not like it's Cristal or something. Yeah. It's, you, everyone knows it's a twelve dollar bottle. It's a twelve dollar bottle of Bambino. Yeah, whatever they could find, like they're like prosecco. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then he looks at me. He's like, he said, like, "We need to get these guys out of here." And I was like, "Which guys?" He's like, "These ones here." And and then he goes up to the guys himself, and he like, he's like, "Guys, you gotta put your bottles down, and then get out of here." And he comes back up to me, and he, and he drops the end bomb. He's like, "Get these end bomb out of here." I was like. What? <laughs> that escalated quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's them, the black guys, me, the Indian guy, and now a white guy. And I was like, I, I looked at him. I was like, you're done. I'm not protecting you <laughs> for this one. So they, they like, okay. They put down their drinks, come over, look at Gary, and just knock him right out. Yeah. He was out. They look at me. They're like, we're gonna finish our drinks and get out of here. I was like. Okay, you enjoy, sir. He yeah. quickly chugged their, their champagne and left, walked out themselves. It was like, great. But that's my story with Gary and the <laughs> questionable things he used to say. Put a couple of traffic cones around Gary. Yeah. Good no, he went and got him a pillow, a nice I didn't, blanket. I didn't see him the rest of the weekend. They ruined his weekend for sure. Usually when you get knocked out, it kind of ruins your weekend. I can't think of one where I got punched in the face and went, that was a good was weekend. A good, good. All right. Do that again. Yeah. yeah. We're trying to avoid those. See, you think so, but he has had many of those situations. He has. Yeah. He, he never really learned from them. No. I think he learned who to say stuff, like, while they're around. Yeah. So, like, he think he didn't go, like, when you're by yourself, he'd wait for, like, Darren and Adam and Bubba to be around. Yeah. And then he would say all that stupid shit. Yeah. Just to be like, oh, okay, like, now I have backup. Yeah, because I know he said a bunch of stuff one Halloween, but it was just Spencer who's around him. Yeah. And then he's kind of kind of chirping and talking. And then I came up, and then he just, he let loose on some kid. Who, again, punched Gary in the face, like, over Spencer's shoulder. I was like, all right, well, I guess, Gary, that's what you get for calling him a little sister, fucker. <laughs> I'm like, well, you got punched and yeah, I guess I'll I'll take this guy out to the sidewalk now and slowly walk him out. It's like you deserve that, right? Like, if you're if you're gonna say something like that, someone might punch you in the face. Yeah, just because you're, you're the owner doesn't mean you're like exempt from yeah. being punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like everybody knew who he was. No, like a certain no. crowd knew who he was. But he, Mostly people on the flying dog side. Yeah. The <clears throat> flying dog side was like his group of friends. That's how they all knew who he was. Yeah. And he would like 
comp their food and drinks Sell them to cocaine. be a baller. That Allegedly. too. <laughs> <Allegedly>. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that was that was his, his side. Yeah. The other side was just. I don't. I don't know why he ever came there. To try and feel like a big man with fifteen hundred people in his bar versus yeah the two hundred that were next door. Like it was great for for Kitchener Waterloo. Like it was the biggest bar around. Yep. And it was always packed. Like it was booming at that time. Yep. Especially when I started. Like lineups. Like that's when you really were. I think you were more like a bouncer because people would come up to you like be like, hey, like if I pay you money, can I get in? Yep. Like you only had that when nights are packed. When there's no one in line, that never happened. No one tried to pay you to get in when there was no one in line. <laughs> You're not doing your job. Right? Well, like drunk people, they would. Yeah. There was one kid that. So I kicked him out, and then I went to the front. I, I don't remember if it was you or if it was like Eric at the front door. And this guy walked to the end of the line, walked all the way back up, and he's just like giving Eric his ID. And then, and then he was like, no, like you just got kicked out. And then I, I guess Eric wasn't paying attention and let him go up. So I was like, okay, like I'm gonna run around to where he is and, and meet him at the front after he got checked and everything. <laughs> let him go through the, yeah. the pat down check. Exactly, just let him waste his time. Buy a ticket. The one, but yeah, buy another ticket. <laughs> And then, and then walked him back out. And then he's like, he's like, um, I said, I'll give you money. I was like, for what? He's like, he's like, just don't tell the guard that keeps kicking me out that I'm here. And I was like, you, you want me not to tell the guard that's kicked you out that you're back? He's like, yeah. He's like, I'll give you, and then he like pulled out a, a wad of cash. Like, I'll give you all of this. And I was like, deal. Okay. You know. And then he again he walked back to the to the to end the line, walked all the way from, and there's nobody in the line at this moment. Yeah. Like it's just him. So now Pitts knows who he is. I know who he is, obviously. And he gets up there, goes inside, and then I forget who it was at the time, but I was like, I need you to kick this guy out right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you stayed true to your word. I didn't, you kick didn't him tell out. the yep. guard. No. <laughs> right? So like stories like that is always really funny. Did mm -hmm. you did you have any like ridiculous customers or patrons that you dealt with? Oh, definitely. Like I worked there for six years. Yeah, and eventually like that. you moved up, you moved up to the door. Yeah, where, where a lot of the the fun stories happen. Yeah. You have any memorable ones for that? Anything like come come to mind right away? No. no? Okay. Oh. What's what's the worst story you can think of? Like, the worst thing that made you not want to do security again? Dealing with the bikers. Okay. Okay, so this was on the oh, rev yes. side. Yes, it's, yes, yes. it's called Pearl now. Yeah. There was it's a called small, nothing now. A small, it's called nothing now, yeah. Whole place is a gutted building. Yeah. Uh, but there was a small renovation at Revolution, which made it close for a little while, and it reopened as Pearl, and it was never the same after that. No. <clears throat> but... When it was Pearl, we had new management who would try to bring in new crowds and let people sign up for uh, VIP booths yeah. and stuff. So we had this group come in. They signed up for a booth online, got it all figured out with what booths they wanted and stuff. And it turned out to be this biker gang. From Toronto. From Toronto. Yeah, yeah. And we're short-staffed to begin with. Like, we have small security working. I'm 
five, eight, five, nine at the most on a non-slouching day. <laughs> but I think you and I were head of security at that point. Yes. Andy, Jeff, you were gone. And probably after probably. Spencer yeah. quit yeah. for me. Yes. Him, him and Gary got in a little fight. And Spencer decided to take his his frustrations out on Gary and along with telling Gary he's not coming back. He went, and Jeff's not coming back either. And then he texts me later saying, oh yeah, I'm not working at uh, Rev anymore. Neither are you. I quit for you too. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, thanks. I didn't know you could do that for people. Apparently you can. <laughs> Yeah, so we had this this group, and they started getting into it with a different group. It wasn't a gang or anything. Yeah. It was just someone looked at someone funny, and someone took offense to it, and we mm. got called in to deal with it, and I was scared shitless. Yeah. Like, I looked to the person to my left. They were wearing a vest. They're a foot and a half taller than me. They were giant. Right. That person's got a vest on. Definitely credentials on their vest. And I took a step back and like looked at the manager at the time, manager above me. So we were security management managers. Yeah. I looked at the bar manager and I was like, kind of whispered under my breath, there's nothing I can do. No. Like there are some times when you <clears throat> just have to step, pull your guys back and go, have at it. Yeah. There's, when you guys are tired, we will drag them away from, for you. Not even. So please don't kill them. So these guys, on average, even their like their ladies that they're with, they were all like over like six five. Yeah, they're huge, huge. And I, I was like, okay, like if something happens, because one rule that I always try to stay consistent with is like, obviously no patches inside the club ever. <laughs> Somehow they all got in with their patches, so they were clearly patched. Yeah. So when I see them walking in, I forget which which gang they're part of, but like when you look at the front and one says enforcer and like you know who these people are. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy taught me all of this. <laughs> <laughs> right? It says Redwood Original. It means you're one of the, the founding members. Right? So uh, it doesn't mean one of you're one of the founding fathers, it just means that you're from that that group or that whatever. group that originally started. No, the, I know. The first I mean seven that. or something was the original. For, oh yeah, first seven. Um, but you God, know, I get with the times, man. Listen, it's been a long time since I've seen that. But you, but when you see them, you're just like, okay, like you're the enforcer because you're jacked. And you're this guy. Like when it says mayhem, it means that you just like fighting. And I was like, oh okay, like great. And then yeah, these guys like just destroyed everybody they were fighting. The their women. Turned to, I think they turned to both of us and like, your security is a joke. And I was like, yep, yep yes, ma'am. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> ma'am. Yes, we are. I think that's the point. I turned to our bar manager and said, nothing I can do. Yeah, like, there, there hasn't been many times that I won't step into a fight and, and you would always be like right there with me. But that was the day I didn't want to do it. Mm, I, I like, didn't know what I was going to do. Like, am I going to start fighting them? No. I'm not going to start fighting the one that they're clearly almost killing. Yeah. I was like, you just do, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. And quickly, maybe as little, you know, little death as possible. Yeah. I don't want to fill too many reports here. No. But yeah. Prefer not to have to clean up too much. Um, yeah. Thumbs up. You know what was weird about that night as well is that there wasn't that many people in 
um, Pearl at the time either. It was no, empty. It was. They found movie. like one group to fight with, and they just destroyed them. And then it was like, okay, like you guys can leave now. Yeah. We called the police. That's all we can do, really. We called. Just kind of went our separate ways. Yeah. Let me open this door for you, sir. Have a good night. Thank, don't come back. Thank you for not hurting us. <laughs> Let me go clean up your mess. Yeah. And you're right, we are small and <laughs> useless. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so that club that we worked at, it changed quite a bit though, from what it was to at the end when it was like dead all the time. Because obviously they changed to... They changed to the trend that wasn't popular anymore, mm -hmm. right? So I don't know what they were thinking, but they went the wrong direction. Yep. It went too far. Um, but so the nights that it was busy, like when we had um, like huge concerts there, those were like probably the worst nights because we had so many things to do in one night. Yeah. So something that comes to mind is working the front door in front of Pearl. And we had that security tent in front of where our front door checking, like where ID checks is. Yeah. And there was barricades within the tent and like all sorts of fencing. Solid ideas from upper management about how the parking lot and how organized that should how be. The flow of everything. Yeah. But it did not flow very well. Everything, what's the word about? Bottlenecked. Up yeah, at us, always at, like the ID checks. I can remember standing in front of one fence, pushing back a crowd of people. Well, one or two people could go around the fence at one time. Yeah. To Steve, Steve would check their ID. Next people would come up. Like, it was all we could do to keep the mound of people away from us. Cause they just keep pushing. Oh yeah. Like little, small little girls were getting crushed. Yeah. In that crowd. I remember something like that happened at Dallas at 12 bars. Yeah. Where it's literally like the gates literally collapsed because everyone's bunched together. Yeah. And Dallas, everyone... was that an end bar as well? Yeah. Yeah. So we were an end bar, which means there's a whole bunch of bars you travel to. Yeah. Throughout the night. And then you go to your end bar, depending on the color on your ticket. Yeah. So Dallas was one, we were one. It's usually the higher capacity yeah. clubs. So all these people who've been drinking at multiple different clubs are now converging onto one or two bigger, massive clubs. All at the same time. All at the same time. It's so bad, yeah. Yeah. So we got buses drop, dropping off 30, 40 drunk people at a time. Five, six buses. And five, six buses to snap. Within minutes. Snap, snap, snap. Yeah. It's true. Like even, like yeah, it would be like so calm and all of a sudden you'd have hundreds of people in front of you and you just need to get them all in yeah so like with us it was always a huge process because you had to get id'd then you had to get patted down then you had to go buy a ticket then you had to give that ticket yep. to the next person or go to coat check so it was such a huge line so it would always like slow down and the ramp would always be full mm -hmm. yeah it would cover paying for cover was always the bottleneck for for everything yeah that and like stamps you oh, had yeah. to, to stamp someone. Hey, inside of your wrist. And they just hold their arm out. Not the inside. And then they give you the other hand. No, I need like the inside of your wrist. And then they stare at you blankly until you grab their hand and twist it over and they stamp it aggressively. Yeah. It's like 15 seconds or something that should take two. All because they don't understand. Inside, while you're pointing at it. 
and we had to collect their little sharpie markers oh, because they're writing everywhere they're so tagging bad. the walls and drawing over everything yep yeah so that took some time too, to explain to every single person mm -hmm. we need your marker why because yeah. you can draw <laughs> dicks all over our washrooms that's why <laughs> Big old hairy dicks on our nice white leather couches. Oh yeah, yeah, they did do the white couches. Yeah. White couches, the curtains, the bar tops, any anything, 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 anything. could be tagged. Was tagged. Yeah, they did it on the back of Coco. She was so little. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you were there for a long time, and then you did all those things. Did you enjoy working at the bar? Yeah, looking back, I definitely enjoyed it. Now, well, did you enjoy working at the bar or working with your friends? Working with my friends okay. at the bar. Okay. When I first started, I didn't know anybody working. So what, I what didn't come you, in with a friend. I didn't... Whatever. What made you apply it at, at Rev then? So, at the time, I was living with a friend at my apartment. He was moving out. He was starting a relationship, like a engagement thing with what us. an idiot. Yeah. Idiot. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so he was starting his life. Yeah. Quote unquote. And so I needed a little bit of extra income off my grocery store job just to cover the rent. That's so right. I, yeah. You worked at the grocery store. Okay. Yeah. So I started looking at random jobs. At that point, I was a lifeguard as well. I was working at a pool. And I was done with that, but I was still qualified. So I figured. A lifeguard is pretty similar to what security to a babysitter. Yeah. Well, at the time in my <laughs> mind, because I didn't really know what security all did, but okay. Like the comparisons I made in my interview with Bubba were, I'm at a higher point. I'm looking out over a crowd, looking for a, a situation or a problem, and yeah. dealing with it in a quick, efficient manner. So I feel because I was a lifeguard, that's why I got hired with that little bit of experience. Right. Or else I would have just been no experience, put on the floor, like no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, but we had lots of people walk in off off the street for the same sort of thing. Yeah. Is they just get you get your license trying to make that extra few bucks and no idea what you're doing and all of a sudden you're you're opened up to this brand new world. Yeah. Of at the time I didn't know that though. Yeah. Like I figured I need a little bit of experience to work at this big nightclub. Yeah. Like it wasn't just a dive bar I was starting out at. Yeah. The biggest nightclub in town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. your experience. Step you willing to get punched in the face? Yep. Come on in. Have it on the regular. Yeah. Yeah. That question always threw people off during interviews. When I'd ask, you willing to get punched in the face? Uh, no. You're going to get punched in the face. What? You do understand what's going to happen. You understand what your job is. Is to go into these fights. Not everyone likes you. You might get punched in the face. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that one. No, I know, dude. I know. <laughs> yeah, those, those, we've all had those interviews. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the ones who went, no, I'm not willing to get punched in the face. Um, it might not work out for you. I don't have anything for you then? Yeah. That's true. You know, okay, so, so we, since we were, like, co-managers there for a while, um... We also did, did interviews with a lot of weird people. Did you do a lot of the interviews? I didn't do as many of the interviews, no. I did a couple, and they were weird. Yeah. I had like some of the weirdest people show up. Um, and they usually never knew exactly what they're signing up for. They just saw a posting, needed a job, so they came. 
notes and then you'd be like, oh. But we did train a lot of these people. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyone of, that the bar managers hired, because we only worked two to three nights a week. Yeah. Whereas the bar managers were there all week. Mm -hmm. So they were hiring people and, and stuff. Yeah. And we'd have bar backs and stuff transfer over to security. So we'd get transfers within. Those were companies. Those itself. were weird ones. Yeah. The bar backs that went to security. Like they understand the job. They've seen us do it, but they're still really they're scared. scared about it. Yeah. It's like you, you they see the after effects of like carrying people out. Yeah. Not the initial like jumping in brawl. and running, like getting to a situation. Yeah. That one always confused me of, you know what the job is. You've seen us do it. Why are you standing there like a deer in a headlight now? And you, yeah, it's your turn to jump yeah. in between those two people who are going at it. Yeah. Not in a sexual way. All the time. Sometimes. Sometimes. Code yeah. 69. Yeah. I, I miss those calls. Those were always ones you got really excited about. You kind of you giggled on your way as you were walking over. What it, what does it take? How far are they exactly? going? Exactly. Is it is this just like a little over the hand like rubbing session? Is he like upper skirt? Are she riding him? Like what is it? What do we have today? It was always so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one time, you know, like the, that wall. I guess we, I forget what it's called. The wall with all the holes in it, and they had the white couches underneath. Yeah. Green wall. Kind of a green wall. Yeah. Kind of separating the uh, sports bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So green wall. I don't know why we called it that. It was never green. It was like a pale green, I guess, before like back At in the day. At one point, it was like a pale green. Yeah. Before so the couches. Yes. Then it was like this white, but there's, so the one day there was this guy and this girl like sitting on, on the couch, they're facing towards the, the far bar. And this girl was like all over him. I was like, oh, they're just making out. Then I looked and this guy's hand is missing and he's just going to town with this girl in her pants and she's just like losing her mind there. And I was like, okay. And I, was, I went up to him, I was like, hey, like, it's time to go. He's like, why? I was like, because of what you're doing. He's like, I'm doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that might be the case, but you can't do that here. I was like, I was like yeah, take, take her home or something. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then like, I guess other people showed up to help. Um, to help? To, we showed up to, <laughs> to watch. Yeah, to help him or help you? Was just trying to help her get her stuff back on, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but so when he got up, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, no worries. I'm going to leave. And he sticks his hand out to shake my hand. He's like, I was like, are you, are you serious? He wanted you to smell his fingers. I did a good job. <laughs> it was dripping. <laughs> so that, that was an interesting little session of that. Yeah. Especially just like you're in the middle of the bar, basically. Like everyone can see. Yeah. Because it had the, the bright white light above you. happens it happens you're not gonna turn it down are you I have no shame I wouldn't turn that down you'd go right in the middle on there first time okay you ah. let that guy go all the way with you uh, yeah why not <laughs> and his drippy fingers sure <laughs> <laughs> will be the first time well, okay kind of stepping away but not too far have you ever had sex in the bar no no! No. Really? I was dating someone at the time. And you never, never... You never just pulled her off? No. 
Went into like the first aid room. Nope. Really? Nope. Interesting. Goody goody two shoot it. Yeah, I felt so bad for you. You'd be sitting in the desk and like, oh man, you should see what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I had my Lysol can. <laughs> there is not enough Lysol <laughs> in the world. Yeah, that room saw a lot. Yeah. I interrupted a lot. I interrupted at least one person sitting on this couch. Yeah? Maybe two. Interesting. I know one for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if you interrupted me, you were awfully quiet. So I, I don't know. You know what? So interesting enough, when I first started there, there was two, two security managers there. They're like ex-cops that would be there. Um... Always wear like full suits, and that's how they would be the managers. And anytime they saw a girl in line that they thought was like really cute, they would, all of a sudden they would like pick them out of line and then they would disappear. Like, oh, like I'm gonna take her inside. I was like, oh, she hasn't gone through security yet. He's like, I got this. Yeah. So he always would take them there. And then I found out that he was taking them to the office and is doing whatever, and then all of them would get in for free. <laughs> all of her friends and whatever would get in for free and he would come out with the biggest smile on his face and I was like oh I, I see what you're doing how long did it take you to figure that one out? the second shift okay good <laughs> <laughs> and as a manager did you ever do that? did you ever abuse your power like that? no no never M me either no. I definitely did 100% did? yeah abuse your power? yeah 100% <laughs> that's what it's there for <laughs> You know what? It's it's not even something that you would have to do. I think a lot of the girls that would come to the bar saw you as an authority figure and just wanted to like, you know, do whatever they wanted to do. I am also yeah, for cute. cops. It's badge bunnies. Yeah, for yeah. security, it's the bar stars. Thing. The bar stars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bar stars. I miss them. Yeah, but like. But I, I don't I don't think you can go to any club in the world where there isn't that happening. Yeah. I think realistically it's that's happening everywhere. It is. And it's it's kind of just like part of the the whole culture, I guess. Yeah. Cause like you could find anybody in like the first aid room doing something. Like you're you, the girl goes in there to get patched up because she cut her hand and then you you, you catch a guard with his pants down. Like, how is this possible? <laughs> Who did you catch? <laughs> well, tell us that story. I don't remember his name, but he was like this like weird, weird kid. And yeah, he went in there to because his girl had cut her foot. And they're just going at it. Like, here you cut your foot. Oh, my pants fell. Oh no, so slippery with all this Here's blood. Yeah. yeah. It was just, he was going to town on the stretcher. And I was like, good, good for you, I guess. Not really, because the stairs from the dog came down on an aw awkward angle for that. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of room on the stretcher. He wasn't that big. Okay. Well, In every aspect, he was not that big. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, like it just it just kind of happens. Yeah, it happens. Like Devin said, it's it's the uniform that kind of gets them, and the girls they like. Uh, I guess they like the fact that they're known and popular there of oh i can just walk right in and yeah they're gonna let me in because they know i'm banging so and so yes and then so and so will just let me in and i don't have to wait in line and 
look at me, look at all you guys waiting in line. I'm, I've become cool now. Yeah, I'm a VIP. They, everyone knows who I am. It's the story they have to take to their friends too. Yeah. Like, oh, I hooked up with so-and-so. Well, I hooked up with security. Yeah. I hooked up with so-and-so and security. And that other security guard. And that other one. And this one. And that beer runner watched. And if you don't have a friend <laughs> like that, then you're the friend. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, you, you can't get away from that stuff, so... And it's... Some people... Okay, so when I started there... I was pretty, I was pretty like shy, innocent mm-hmm. type guy. Still are. I am still for sure. Um, but so this one lady came out of the flying dogs. She was, she was a lot older than I was. She came up to me. She's like, Hey, can I ask you a question? And I was like, I was like me, like out of everybody, you want to ask me a question? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah. She's like, um, I need, I need a ride. I was like, a ride. What do you, what do you mean? She's like, I'm looking for a mustache ride. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know what that is. And then I forget who it was. And they're like, oh, she wants to sit on your face. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there was some yuckies at the Flying Dog. That's for sure. Yeah. You know what? There's like a lot of like regular people there that you're like, oh, last week you were this person. This week you were this person. So it was yeah, a lot of stuff. Having worked at the front door of that club for well over two years yeah. I definitely had regulars that would come in you notice patterns and like you said sometimes they're with this person sometimes they don't leave with that person yeah but they clearly leave with somebody yeah you know what I know a lot of, sometimes like we parked at like the very back of the parking lot and that's where people decided that they were gonna go like get it on with people so I once so I, I parked my car back there, and then this guy was just like going to town on this girl on the on the trunk of his car, and I was like, I need to get to my my car. Is that is that okay? Like, are you almost done? Like, do you want me to wait or? Just throw me your keys. <laughs> so, okay. So now we kind of go on with that stuff. So, you worked there because of you said you made friends there. Oh yeah, I definitely made friends. Right, so so you sh- you guys are my friends. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're stuck with us. Okay. Yeah, forever. <laughs> You're in love with us. Um, but yeah. So, okay. So one thing that we always do bring up is is the camaraderie that we have as as the guys that we we do have because of things that we have to go through together, like fights. Mm-hmm. Right. I think once you gone through a fight and bled with somebody and like you know sometimes people have gotten hurt or it's not you kind of you go through different situations with everyone yeah your bond becomes a lot tighter yeah yeah but one bond that brings us a lot closer is mel's diner that always brought us closer so you were always someone who came with us as well yeah not right away no i don't think for like everyone has their first dish time yeah being invited out yeah. to the Cool Kids Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, definitely. It, it's, it was a weird thing to kind of, you wouldn't just be like, oh, I'd like to come get some breakfast too. You kind of wait for someone to be like, hey, you, you want to come? Or, Devin, we're going, you going to come? You wouldn't just be like, yeah, I'm going to show up there too and just sit with y'all really awkwardly yeah. and quietly. Well, there, there was one that would show up. 
sometimes and get his breakfast. Who? Mike Saunders. Oh. <laughs> he would just be there that's, at the bar and we're that's all like, true. this is awkward because yeah. we're clearly have planned this. We're hanging out. We have our definite set booth that we always have. Yeah. The Mel's management knows who we are. Yeah. We'd get discounts. We get discounts. Did you ever get a discount there? Oh yeah. Yes. Why? He didn't apparently. Never. I paid full price every time. <laughs> <laughs> I always paid full price. This is I think it's because I was brown. <laughs> I think that's why I think this guy. Yeah. Donut said that he got free milkshakes all the time. Yeah, I'd get yeah, free milkshakes. Drinks. Never paid for a drink. And no. then get discounts on yeah. food. I would always that's why I'd always order water. Because I was like, I don't have to pay three, four bucks for the, the pop or whatever. Oh. I was like, okay. Like if it he, depended who was working. Too. If I upgraded to a poutine or something, like I never had to pay for that. Yeah. Okay. See this. This. This is interesting. Interesting developments. So okay. But like, do you think so? Like because we used to hang out there, I think we learned a lot more about each other. Mm -hmm. I definitely learned more about the crew there than on shift. Yeah. Besides working directly with, like when I was partnered up on the front door with, say, you. Yeah. Or partnered with Steve. So, like, how the work night would go, we'd start, like, for the first half hour, we'd chat it up between the two of us. Not necessarily with you, but yeah. with Steve as well. And then we'd go for two hours of straight just ID checks and throwing people out and keep an eye on the line. But then yeah. after that 11.30, 12 o'clock mark, when there's nobody else, left in line yeah gotten everyone in the odd person might come up to try to get in <clears throat> it's just straight suit shooting the shit and hanging out and waiting for a call waiting for that walkie-talkie call to come in and yeah then deal with it but i think the the nice that i think the the days are or the times that we, you and i got a lot closer was Either before bar opened, mm -hmm. like you and I would just sit in front of the flying dog and just chat. Yeah. Or well, I'd be working already too. Sometimes you'd be already working, um, but sometimes like we'd both start at the same time and then we'd just kind of like chill. Um, but on Thursdays, Thursdays, oh, Thursday night for sure. Where we just sit outside and talk about life and what was going on. Yeah. And I think that's how I got to know you a lot better. Yeah. Salsa night, bars full by. 10.30. Yeah. After that, nobody's coming after that, but people are staying inside. Yeah. Hanging out. So yeah, it's just straight hanging out. It was good. They're not, they weren't a good, they weren't like, the smoking crowd, so we didn't really have to watch them. They were just the cocaine crowd. So <laughs> instead of watching in the bathroom, but, but I think that's how you and I got closer. It was just, just talking about that. Anything that was on our minds, um, outside the flying dome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd have weekly check-ins. That was nice. Yeah. Every third, if you started on a Thursday, we'd have check-in on Thursday. Yeah. See how your week went. What's new? What's cool? What's happening? Yeah. Or if we weren't working Thursdays together, we do it on Friday. Yeah, exactly. Like that kind of thing. I think like and that. Was... Saturday nights would be we'd end up at Mel's. Yeah. Afterwards. That's true. <clears throat> Sometimes like. If, if I didn't start till like 9.30 and I finished work at 8, I would just show up early just to come chat. Because it's like your time to hang out yep. for a little bit, right? So it was good. But also, 
I, I, when getting to know you a little bit better, I kind of realized that anything that happened to you or happened to me would always happen vice versa. Like our okay. lives are very, very similar. We were in the same river in life, different boats, but definitely going in the same direction. Yes, every like, time. Avoiding the same rocks in the river. Yes. Avoiding like hitting the same ports. It's a weird analogy. <laughs> yeah. But but I get it. And then but literally like still like to this day, like we're going through the same things at the same time. Yeah. I don't know how it worked out, but just like getting to know you as a person and then it just seemed it's like our periods were aligned. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. We synced up pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> So like, how did you meet Jeff? Was that Rev? Yeah. Oh, it would have been at Rev. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably on some Bravo call, I assume. Probably. Or seeing this person walk past me as I opened the door to Old Smoke. Yeah. I'm probably not, what I'm... not much was said in the first couple months. No. Yes. Yeah. That's just how. Yeah, it is. As like, you as you start, you try and figure out who you kind of get along with, where everyone stands in this hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. And there's definitely hierarchy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna say. Unfortunately, I came in kind of higher than some people who've been there longer than me, but I came in with a lot more experience than a lot of people. Yeah. So I never started on a riser or in a kind of a static position. I came in and I started off on India and Bravo. Yeah. And I know some people didn't like me for it, but it's kind of... I loved you for it. Did you? Yeah, when you and Craig walk around with your smiles in your face, when you have, you get a call and you like see, you're like, oh, you're gonna do something funny. Like, <laughs> I need to follow you or just be around at the time. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't start with Craig. Craig came maybe a year or so after. Yeah. Yeah, when I first started, it it was a little different. Yeah. Of, people thought I kind of came in there with cocky and that I'm thinking that I thought I was better than them, which is kind of my mistake because I didn't want them to think I was better than them. I wanted them to know I was better than them. <laughs> so that was my mistake, I guess. That's fair. I didn't know any better. No? No. <laughs> I'm just this greenhorn standing on a riser. Looking for fights. Like, yeah. I really did. Like, I know what a drunk person looks like at the time. But to pick someone out and say, yeah, code one. Yeah. But now it would be like, that guy's obviously drunk. You can pick him up oh, in yeah. a crowd so easily. Now like, I go to a restaurant just sitting in a booth. I'm like looking around i still do the, the scanning that that like, it's never gonna leave it, my yeah it doesn't head. you can't turn that off never and I, can, and I can see someone at the bar like yeah that would be a code one yeah this person's gonna yell at the waitress in 30 seconds yeah yeah and it's weird because those, <clears throat> those things like i said you can never turn off and you never stop doing it and it confuses some people like even when if i go to it on a date and i sit down i kind of like I, I, I need to sit there. I don't I don't like my back being to these things. Same. Yep. And same same with like, that. I walk places with people. I always have people in front of me. I don't like people behind me. So I was like, I open a door for people and like, let them go first. Or I kind of, I don't have people behind me. Things like that don't leave. 
that situational awareness of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, my head's always on a swivel, even if I'm just sitting in a restaurant. Like I look at who's coming in. Are they drunk sober? Like, what's up with them? What's up with this booth over here? It doesn't turn off. Yeah. The worst is if you had a night off and you went to another bar with someone. And like you're just staying there with your drink, but you're still looking around. Yeah. It's hard to turn that off even for the night. Yeah. I can remember coming in on nights off to our bar. That's the worst was, thing. Like I do. didn't want to. Yeah. It was nice to see you guys and like yeah. do those catch ups and hang out briefly. Yeah, still have that time. But going in to a club where you work yeah. is totally different than going in on a shift mm-hmm. yeah. actually working. Do you, do you ever find that if you go out, like, like say you go out on a date, you're always still scanning the room and then they think it's rude? 100%. Yeah. Like, you're not paying attention to them. Yeah. Yep. But you are, you start, like, focus on what they're saying, but yep. you also are aware of your yep. surroundings, right? You look at them for a second as they're talking, but your eyes will dart off to this person's getting up. Where's this person going? That person came in from here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even, like, not just a new date, like, even a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. I would do that. Yep. Yeah. And she would question it, like, what, what, are, you are, looking what at? are you looking at? Yeah. I was like, I'm not looking really at anything. It's just... I'm just scanning. Yeah. Room. Knowing what's happening over here while focusing on you and yeah. also knowing what's going on over here. Yeah. Like, don't take it personally. It's just my head will not stop. Yeah, you, you'll never turn that off. Because I think, well, we've all been, obviously, not working for at least a year. Yeah. But... I retired for a few months before that, and it's it's not gonna turn off. Yeah. That half over half my life has been doing bar security. Yeah, like that's that's it's what I know. Yeah. I've done two security jobs in two and a half three years, and yeah. that's for your family. That's yeah, that's it. That's fair. It, it still didn't turn off. No, like, I, I even do it like when I go on a DJ at shows. Like, I'm focused on, like, what I'm doing and playing music, but I'm still scanning the room the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's another one. You had me come out and just to hang out yeah. while you were DJing a show. Yeah. I turned into security. That's weird. They I brought a security th- shirt to me, and I was like, I'm not going to wear this. I didn't get an no. invite for, for one of those. It, uh, Wasn't it at? Oh. It was at Elements. Oh, yeah, perfect. See, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh... Yeah, you know. What, what? I'm too white. No, Nicole. Nicole was there. Oh, perfect. So there's. She was the one running it. Only, only one white person allowed. There's Nicole, Elise. Yeah. Well, yeah. Elise did it from the college side. That's what Nicole was there for. Yeah. She was running. She was running the party that way. Yeah, but didn't Nicole run it more from the company side of the bar, and Elise was doing it from. No, it the... said Sarah doing the bar stuff. Sarah was there for security stuff. Sarah. No, because they hired security from Toronto. So I don't know. I really, really? don't know what she did. Yeah. Man, this, this sounds confusing. Now I really wish I was there to figure out what was going on. I know. It got weird. Okay. So with all that stuff being with stuff being weird, I have a little interesting transition. So um, one thing that we've talked about with everybody is your funniest stories that you have with, do you know who I am? <coughs> Do you forget that line? Do you know who I am? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're trying to talk about. Yeah. Like, do you know who I am? 
type thing. Do you yeah. know who my yeah. dad is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we had a, we had one person. I, I think it was a guy. Could have been a girl. I can't honestly remember. Were you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> drunk on laughing. <laughs> uh, we had kicked them out, and they kept trying to come back, and they were like, "Do you know who my dad is? Do you know who like what my family does?" Yeah. And then they went on to talk about how they owned Reese's Pieces. Yeah, he was telling me that uh, a few episodes ago. Yeah, the Reese's Pieces. The Reese's girl. Pieces person. Was it a girl? It was a girl where she said a helicopter was gonna come pick her up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we told her to go wait at the end of the parking lot and wait for her helicopter. <laughs> and a helicopter never came. No. Like, I don't know what happened to her. Well, it takes a while to fly from like Pennsylvania. I guess that's where it would be Hershey. Yeah, Hershey, Pennsylvania. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah that was funny so there was that and there was the the guy who is the son of a senator a Canadian senator a Canadian senator yeah so okay. he was gonna sue the pants off of us and own the club by the next night yeah because his dad was a senator and had so many connections and stuff okay do you guys have oh so many you know um do you know who I am my dad owns a train was the one I talked about <laughs> Like, any train just a train like just a train and i was like does it own the caboose or does he own the engine like what part of the train does he own it gets run on his mom he does he's not too sure <laughs> <laughs> the train gets run on his mom okay you had some uh yeah i had a guy tell me to google him uh, i still need to know who the fuck you are to google you and he just kept yelling google me bitch google me I still don't know who he is to Google him. Hmm. Um, yeah, I've had people whose um, mothers are the mayor, fathers are mayors, the same, the common ones, the lawyers. and My dad's a cop. Yeah. And, uh, great, call him then. Yeah. I've talked to a few parents where it's like, well, this is my son, I, I can guarantee they're of age. Okay, well, they don't have ID. Well, yeah, it's here at the house. Bring it to him. That does mean no It's not here at this house. Yeah, I, I need to see it. Well, I can read you the information on it. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, just, uh, I was in labor for eight hours with this boy. Yeah. We, we, 20 we, hours. You've heard them boy. all. And a lot of the times they all just kind of fall on deaf ears and you go back inside and stop listening. True. Nothing, nothing good like my dad owns Reese's Pieces. No, that was that was a mint night. That was so funny that that happened. I was like, no way. No way. Like your dad's Reese? <laughs> or pieces. Yeah. What pieces does he have? Pieces of what? Yeah. So, so that was always good. Just hearing, do you know who I am? Please tell me I am. And then when they tell you something ridiculous, like, like I'm a kindergarten teacher. It's like, and? <laughs> and then? No and then. <laughs> and then. No and then. And then. No and then. No and then. So, those are always the best thing. What's your favorite story of all time from the bar? Probably the time I tackled someone. Yes. So, there was this fight happening in the parking lot. I was inside at the time when the call came out. And I burst out of old smoke and do a full sprint. Probably... 30, 40 meters to where... So, when I saw you, you looked like Bobby Boucher. <laughs> like, 
Go ahead. I may have screamed just like Bobby Boucher. <laughs> now, as I was during going. this time, were you wearing your fancy vest? I was not. No, okay. this is this is pre-vest. This is post-vest. Vest usually only happened on dog side. Dog side between seven and ten o'clock. Really? Yeah. Because after that, I wouldn't become the welcomer. I'd be more security at that point. Okay. I never, I never noticed that. Because yeah, I'd throw on my coat and take the vest off, okay. put the sweater okay. on okay. and stuff. The vest was restricting. Hundred <laughs> percent. But it was you nice to wear. It was nice to wear over top of the yep. stupid white uniform that we had to wear, and it. I hated those. It made me blend into the surroundings more. Yeah. Is it because you thought you were better than us? Is that why? <laughs> he <laughs> didn't, he didn't think it. He knew it. I knew it. You knew it. <laughs> Sue wouldn't say a thing to me about it. Ever. Ever. She'd call people out on a button being undone. I'd have my sleeves rolled up, button undone. She got mad on. at me for wearing a jacket. Yeah. And I was like, it's raining. I'd wear my jacket inside all the time. She wouldn't say a thing. I spent months not wearing uh, a shirt at all. Yeah. I just came in like plain clothes and wore a jacket or something. Yeah. And then a manager might finally come back. I hate to do this. I don't want to tell you, but they're making me get get you a shirt. Like I'm not wearing another shirt. You have to. I'm not doing it. I know. As soon as you put a shirt on, you're gonna have blood on. I it. have to. Or rip. It's like I'm not paying for it. It's like that's fine. Cause they were expensive yeah. shirts. Eighty like two bucks. Paychecks. Yeah. Eighty bucks for the flying that. dog one, and it was like seventy bucks for the revolution one. Yeah. And like they got ruined pretty easily. And then, like, they got pretty mad when this blood stain didn't come out. Like, well, you should have given it to us. Then what? I did give it to you. Buy another shirt while you're washing this one for a month? Nuh uh. Well, they, they would, like, give it to their, like, nanny to clean our stuff. Yeah. That was the weird thing. Like, this old lady would show up, like, I was like, who are you? She's like, I'm the nanny. It's like, oh, okay. The kid's like 12. I was going to say, yeah. the kid's like a teen. Yeah, I, I wipe his ass. That's what I do. Here. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, great. Okay. So, sorry. Continue with so your you story. Yeah, we came first out. Uh, yeah. So I'm coming across the parking lot at full speed, and I'm kind of looking, seeing where the different pockets of fighting is happening. Yeah. And I see like one person on the ground with security already on them. Like, little fight here, little yelling and bickering here. Yeah. And then I see our friend Steve. Yes. Locked up with some random guy. I was like, bingo. He's up. He's in position. <laughs> Not Steve, this other guy. Oh, too bad. <laughs> you, you tackled the, the so, Conley tornado? No. Jeez. He didn't have time to even start a tornado. So I come in and I wrap this guy and I just full football pickup, slam to the ground. It was amazing. Where was arms, for all this? arms behind the back, tied up, ready to go like a calf. Like, calf. like a calf, like okay, legs pinned down, everything. The worst thing about it was the guy got one shot off onto Steve. Yes, like a, a punch onto Steve. Was this the one time Steve got punched? Yeah, this is it, part of the story. Okay. So he got punched, and then Devo came out of nowhere, and like he was horizontal for probably like good two meters before he came in contact with this guy. Yeah, that's how fast you were going. Okay. I think Aaron was. Aaron was pissed off at you because he wanted to get the guy, <laughs> but you just beat him to I it. Just beat him. So we had him down, and then the next night I come in. Yes. I'm working the patio, or just 
not working the patio, but I'm up on the patio for whatever reason, just walking around, yeah, seeing how things are going up there. And this patron comes up to me and he's like, "Did you see the fight last night?" I was like, "Ah, I might have. I'm not sure." Yeah, which one are we talking about here? And he goes on to tell me how there's this huge fight in the parking lot, and some security came out and ran like full speed and tackled the guy. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that happened." That's crazy. I'll have to watch the tape or something later. Yeah. I was so proud of you at that moment. I was like, people saw, like, everybody saw this. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a vantage point from the patio. Yeah. Anyone up there would have seen it. And it was one of those moments where everyone was, ooh, when it happened. Oh, yeah. I think everyone stopped fighting when it happened. Really? Just, just fight just over to watch. Ding, like, ding, I, ding, I, don't, ding. I don't want that. Nope, don't want, I want that missile coming at me. Security wins. Yep. Flawless victory. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. Um, th there was one time when it was you, you and I were both at the front. We weren't working the door, but we were both standing at the front and then Gary was beside us. And then all of a sudden, and this is when the hot dog cart was still there. Then all of a sudden I hear some like wrestling sound and I turn around and, and it's you like wrapping some guy up and just wrestling on the ground with this you guy. You did that all the time where everything's going okay. We turn around. All of a sudden, you're fighting with someone. I was like, like I no, no, <laughs> no sign. Nothing's going on. Just all of a sudden, like, fuck it, I'm bored. Fuck this guy. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap him up like a python. There was always a reason. We never I, knew until was, well after. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was always well after what the reason is. I could never explain at the time. It's hard in the moment to to stop and explain and like, I'm gonna take this guy down. I don't know, I, I made it pretty clear when I'd be like, fuck you, and then I'd grab him. Yeah, whereas with you, like, you wouldn't make a noise, you'd be like, like, I'm, I'm gonna do something right now. You wouldn't say anything, you'd turn yeah. around and be like, oh, Devin's fighting, Devin's <laughs> gotta, Devin's fighting. gotta help. <laughs> grab the guy, okay. Yeah. Couldn't take your eyes off for a second. Yeah, that, that one was the I worst because Gary's right there. <laughs> You were the Gary supervisor. Gary never called me out on anything either. No, yeah, Gary is right there. I would do stuff. And then I was like, uh... It's usually, yeah, if Gary was there, it's because of Gary. That's, if yeah. James is there, it's because of James. Yeah. Like, I got in a few fights just because of things managers have 100%. Said. I think we all did. Yeah. Like, you, you, you as well were a pretty quiet guy, just like I am. But, like... There was that all the always times when people would push you, yeah. push those buttons to get you to that point. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Do you have some words that would always kind of push your buttons? Was there one thing someone could say that would set you off? Words, no. Actions. Like, what actions? It was more actions and like how people would do things. I don't. It's it's weird to kind of put it into words. Um, like one time this guy had been kicked out of the flying dog and I was at the front door Yeah. and he was just adamant he was getting back in and sorry you're not coming back in like, I can stand here all night you're not coming back in Yeah. and he does one of the, the chest push to me like takes his hand puts it on my chest and gives me a push I'm like you're not coming in like, Yeah. tough shit go home so he takes a walk takes a handful of dirt out of the flower pot and chucks it at me, and that set me off. Yeah, that probably do so, with me too. That time I jumped over the barricade, picked him up, threw him into a taxi. Is it? By actually threw him into a taxi, I mean I threw him onto the taxi, broke the mirror. <laughs> oh, broke the mirror. I the taxi. They, they were happy yes, about yes, that yes. one. Yeah. And then I called Bubba. 
Bubba, I need something. you at the front door, please. There's I broke a taxi. There's a taxi driver that's going to be awfully <laughs> mad at you now. Yeah. Then I went inside. Bubba dealt with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Were you mad that he threw dirt at you, or are you mad that you knew that people throw up in that dirt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just something about the dirt being thrown was like the last straw. I was like, eh, this guy's getting it. That's still assault. Yeah. So. Same. Same as if he spat on you. Just... Well, the assault started with the finger push. Yeah. But I didn't do anything then. No. So you definitely knew that it was all throw up he threw at you. <laughs> Okay, well, so, okay, so you started there, you worked all over the bar. Would you recommend, like, people to work in bars? At the time, yes. For the age we were, yes. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what bars are going to look like nowadays. I'm kind of... how it's going to work with... I'm worried about that, Protocols too. and... I don't know if they're going to be super busy or super dead yeah like are nightclubs a thing of the past or i think so the ones that we know are definitely yeah right. <clears throat> so it, they won't be like how we used to have but in toronto they had a lot of that kind of stuff still right so like toronto has huge bars that still they're they're probably struggling like um those massive ones that have like 2500 people working or uh, not working, attending, Agents. which is nuts, right? So I don't, I don't think it'll be that. But like as a job, would you say it's, it's good? Would you recommend I people to get that? I would recommend it if you have any interest in it at all, just to see what it's like. Yeah. Like, to say you tried it is better than having gone through life and saying, "Oh, I wish I could have done bouncing." Now, we, what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out? What advice do you wish you knew starting? Just stay relaxed. Don't tense up. Yeah. Like, don't be standing wherever you're standing and just waiting for the next thing to happen. Being all tensed up because you're just going to get, like, physically crippled almost. You're, you'll tire yourself out. You'll tire out. yourself out just standing there. Yeah. Just relax. Talk to people. Do your job. Scan the room. Smile. Yeah. Treat it as a customer service type job until you have to deal with the situation. Be nice until it's time not to be nice. Yeah. You know what? So I I think as well, like when we would start work, like it's the energy that we'd give off, like it'd be depending on how the night would go. So if we were all like angry for some reason, you could kind of sense that the night was going to end up pretty bad. Mm -hmm. But if we were all happy and joking around, night is typically pretty good usually. Yeah, but I think part of that has to do with with our interpretation of it, of this, like you said, if we're happy, we see happy. If we, we're all mad and pissed off, we're gonna see all those mad and pissed off things that are yeah. are making us so bad. Yeah, that's true. Okay, and that that's very true. There's there's a lot of different things that the ways to look at everything. I would personally recommend people to work in bars as security because I like for me. That's where my group of friends has come from. Like all of you guys are, are my closest friends mm -hmm. and we all work together. I think we have closer bonds. Like we now go away to like cottages together, just hang out and do stuff together. I don't I don't think without doing that, I would have that close of relationships as we talked about before. Yeah. 
it's my group of friends now are everyone who work at the bars. And it's like you get the odd people from school you, you talk to, but you don't hang out as much with them. Well, in high school, it's that mentality of, oh, yeah, I'll definitely have your back in something. But after going through security and actually going through situations with you guys, I know that you guys will actually, actually have my back. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's just that difference. It's you, don't, you don't have to question it. Yeah. If like this happens, is, is so-and-so going to actually jump in? Like if I, I know for a fact you guys have jumped in. You've proven it. It's, I don't have to question it. Yeah. If it's George, he's got your legs. <laughs> <laughs> if it's George, you know he's going to fall first. <laughs> but eventually he'll get up and he'll, he'll get there. I just don't understand how he always fell. I, I have no idea. He'd always blame it on his dress shoes. But like eventually, like, come on, man. <laughs> throw, throw some tennis shoes on or something. Tennis shoes? I don't know. <laughs> boots, sweater. I don't, I, don't, I don't care at this point. You want to throw some moccasins on? It'd probably be better than what he was wearing. That's fair. Okay. Um, how, how, so when you were a manager... And then you also were just a regular security guard. How are your like relationships with other people who worked in the bar? So like bussers to like bartenders. Is that important to have those types of relationships? I think so. I got along more with the bartenders than yeah. I did the bussers or say the wait like the servers. Yeah. They seem more scared of us. Like the they bartenders? didn't know the bussers. The bussers, yeah. It's like you don't want to go. Well, they talk were to usually them. the like the 19, 20 year olds fresh into a bar. Yeah. They're the ones whose friends are there, but they're not drinking. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Security were usually like 25 to 30 year olds. Yeah. And bartenders were just in there all ages kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, especially at like Rev, they were really scattered throughout the age range. Yeah. Our buses were super young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the first job you get in university mm -hmm. just to make some extra money. So I think some of the things they saw were scary well that and unfortunately a lot of the time we don't put off a, a happy vibe of yes come talk to me i like to be talked to they understood like we have a job to do and we don't look like the nicest people sometimes yeah. well it's hard to approach a group of security standing around you talking to themselves yeah at the various points of the night that yeah. we would do it, that it, yeah you don't yeah. want to just interject them. Yeah. and like at the end of the night we'd all be together doing our reports yeah it's they were doing their job and then everyone would just yeah disappear for the night so we definitely had our our groups like high school yeah does. there's always the clicking it's like that at every bar i find yeah. that it's always kind of security one bartenders off are on their own and beer runners busters are kind of in their own little group but i got along with the bartenders yeah second to you guys for sure i think i knew i just pretty good with everybody just because I would make sure I connected with everybody in case they, if I needed help, they would quickly help me. Because yeah. I felt the worst for the busters. Because I'd be like, I'm sorry to bug you, but there's a pile there's a of a big vomit. old pile of puke over there. <laughs> and I need you to clean it. Yeah. So instead of them like, uh, they'd be like, okay, because you help me, so yeah. I'll help you. Yeah. It was, it was always weird, like, asking them, hey, you mind getting a mop and big old thing of kitty litter to clean up that big old pile of puke? Very, very awkward ass would have to do that. I don't know your name, but... <laughs> hey, you. 
Come here. I kind of get a little scared and come over and start shaking a little bit. There's a bottle there. Need to clean that up. <laughs> What's okay, the hate okay. the most? Puke? Well, there's a big pile of it. <laughs> you know what would make your night terrible right now? Big old thing of puke. Guess what? Here's I have some for you. <laughs> yeah, two big old piles of puke. Yeah. One here. Take your pick. Find a friend. Just out by the door. Yeah. What was the worst is like, um, this guy wasn't paying attention and I was like, I need you to go. And then like, he like peed everywhere. So this, I went up to one of the buses, I was like, can I ask you a question? He's like, yeah. He's like, what's something you hate? And he's like, oh man, like bodily fluids. He's like, well, there's pee everywhere. So I need you to clean that. <laughs> so, you know, it's been interesting times. Okay. So we've been through your journey. So you, you worked at the bar and where you said you worked for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the stuff that you worked for me though was probably easier. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like yeah, concerts are a little more relaxed and not not so bad. Like I've been in <clears throat> three fights at other bars. Yeah. That's it. That was like a normal weekend. At other bars. Yeah. Which so I was one? in two fights at Phil's. While oh you were working, yeah, yeah, yeah. While I was working. Okay. And then I was. Did we work together at Phil's? I think so. Oh, yeah, probably. Okay. And then I won fight at Maxwell's. Oh, yeah, where you destroyed everybody and had to call the cops. Like, this isn't a fight at no, Maxwell's. We didn't call the cops. Cops were there. Cops oh. were involved with it with me. Gotcha. What did you do to create that big of a it's, situation? It was like probably like one of the like weirdest nights. Like anytime the Devin would show up, there'd be fights and problems. Were you causing them? No, I was the nice guy in the front door at Maxwell's. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, no, honestly. And yeah. Maxwell's has tapes. They can look at the tapes. Yeah, yeah. And see that. I would open the door for every single person. Uh-huh. That was part of my thing. I'd started doing it at the Flying Dog briefly. Yeah. And I carried over it. Uh, the ownership at Maxwell's appreciated it. Yeah. They told me that on numerous occasions. <clears throat> but, yeah, there was one night there was... An incident. Was that like the, the Indian event? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's so, racist. So, interesting about this. Indian St. Patrick's or something? Oh, what? <laughs> yes. It was It was that. It was St. Patrick's Day event that they had, and then never again would we do that. But it's not just that, though. I think you've had many incidents with Indian people. Do you remember the other one? No. So, one time... At- he doesn't see race like that. It's just a- just an event. They're just people. Yeah, they're just people. Fights. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that happened at Maxwell's. Yeah, there was a big fight. And then they, uh, we watched the video of you, like, taking him down and yeah. all that stuff. But at the Revolution, there was the one time where it was you and Aaron. Do you remember this? Was it the end of the road one? Yes. Were they Indians? Yes. Indian well, people? What happens? Well, they were, like, brown people. But so what happened? Yeah. From the parts that I remember, Aaron and I were just walking down to the road just to as we normally kind of do two people get sent to the end of the road to see people off for the night make sure there's no one passed out by the front rocks and keep traffic moving keep people moving and we see these this one group fighting another group there's people on the ground so Aaron and I jump in to cover up the people on the ground while pushing the people who are kicking and punching them away yeah and for whatever reason, Aaron and I both end up on the ground getting kicked and punched by everybody involved. And this was one of his first nights, wasn't it? 
If not his first mm. night, he would have been, oh, he was there been for in a there while. For, really? for a while. I think it might have been like the first time he was floating around. Remember he was like on, on a spot. But so, so what I remember of this incident is, so it was the end of the night, almost nobody was around. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was like, Dev Devin and Aaron, can you go to the end and make sure everything is done? And I went to the office to get some paperwork done. And then, and then we, we came to the front and you and Aaron came back and you're all bloody and dirty. I remember them coming up the side yeah. of the building and just Aaron's face just covered in blood. Yeah. Like coming down from his nose, he's like walking up with a smile on his face and me and George are like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Then when you got inside, I was like, what happened? I was like, there was nobody here. And you're like, fight at the end. I was like, oh, okay. Why didn't you guys call? We did call. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We didn't hear a single thing. I was going to say, thing. but no one Nobody heard, heard anything on the radio. Yeah. So, sorry. It's one of those times <laughs> where, like, your mic comes unplugged, and you're, you're hitting oh, it. No, you're, you're talking You're thinking something's happening. It's like, aha, people will be here any second now. You're going, you're fighting, and like, man, I'm getting awfully tired. I wish people this is would, a long would, minute and a half. would come. <laughs> it's like, make, make a call again, but no one's coming. Hey, man, do you hear me? No. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yeah. After a while, that's why I stopped using the actual headsets that yeah. they were giving us, and I'll just have the walkie talkie in my hand because I knew I could just quickly call and be easier than trying to do it or unplug somewhere. Yeah, but then you wouldn't be able to hear if someone called I kept for two you. For that reason. Yeah. One for. One for an earpiece. One for an earpiece is listening. Yeah. And one just to. In case. I mean, in case. Like, if I'm running to a fight, that one's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Because by then, my earpiece has popped out. Yeah. As I'm running, yeah, those those radios sucked. Yeah, and they suck. They're not professional grade whatsoever. No. Like the ones at Dallas were okay. There's but twelve year olds running around. They're not the bad, but they're time. so heavy. Yeah, but you ever thrown one at someone? It's like a brick. You ever hit someone with one? No. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, but that was one incident. I was like, it's like, oh my goodness, what happened? Yeah. Because that was, that was a bad night. Yeah, because you just, like you said, you just showed up out of nowhere. Bloody. Yeah. And but, still, but, and but still smiling. Still happy, yeah. I was like, um, you're good? You're crazy? <laughs> you're going crazy? Aaron and I got jumped. So, okay. So that brought Aaron and I closer together. You yeah, you're blood brothers now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you said before, it is those weird things that bring everyone closer. Like, George and I got closer when I blew my knee out and he went to the hospital with me when yeah. he was on Bravo together. Like yeah. that's what really brought us closer. Yeah. Like other than being on Bravo, I didn't really talk with him. And then I blew my knee out and he came to the hospital and we talked all the time. Yeah. It is those little events that maybe only happen between two people that bring you closer. Mm -hmm. But it brings you closer with, because George is closer to Bao, I got closer to Bao because of George. Yeah. So it's little things like that which help bring everyone together. That's fair. Yeah, like I was saying, Devin and I got closer just from working Thursday nights at Latin night. We'd talk yeah. at the front door when everything was good inside. When, yeah, when there was nothing to do. Yeah. And same with like being on Bravo outside is I talked to the front door guys, Eric and Pitts, when nothing was going on. Yeah. Like, like I think I have a story with everyone. Like I got closer to Pitts because I worked at Rock Sands with him. Yeah. 
and then God, I hated that place. That place was horrible. <laughs> then a fight happened, just and then just me and him. Just glad you manage that place like I did. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. That that's even worse. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah, but it's it's good that we still like. It's it's not just like the bar is only place now. Like we actually do more outside as well. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, like we all have our own lives and do our own things, but it's good that we all are like. We still come together and it's like nothing's changed. Yeah, we, it hasn't been a year since we've talked to some people and it doesn't seem like that. And you, you pick up like it's been that week and things are back to normal. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't seen you, Jeff, in like a year. Yeah. Probably. You're racist. No, nope. no, nope, Because nope. I'm white in it. It's been less than a year. We yeah. Went to August. that restaurant. Yeah, we were talking about that a few. That's right. That six months ago. Yeah, yeah time flies. <laughs> that was when I came back from up north again. Yeah. Things finally opened up, so we all went out. But I think that was like the last time we all got together, minus AA Ron. Yes. Who's gone? AWOL. He gone. I haven't, I haven't seen, heard from him in a while. Yeah. You went and got that girlfriend thing. <laughs> living girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that being said, uh, Devin, thank you for coming on our thank show. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been really good. See, I told you once you like get rolling with stories, they just keep coming out. That's true. And Probably do another episode sometime way in the future. Uh, oh. not, I don't think way in the future. Yeah, I think there's another one coming up pretty soon. You might be coming on for. It's true. All right, Jeff. Thank you again for being the co-host. Um, yes. Anything else you want to say? I'd like to thank thank you for being a wonderful co-host as well, sir. Thank you. It's wonderful to have you and always doing the intros for me because I don't like it perfect so I, I got you I got perfect. you boo alright Devo anything else you want to say no perfect alright well that's our show for this episode and thank you guys for tuning in and we'll talk to you guys next time I'm sure we'll have more stuff to talk to you guys about <laughs>